0: This episode of Worst Ever Podcast brought to you by Daily Harvest.
1: Daily Harvest. You know, we've all seen a mouth-watering healthy smoothie or acai bowl. I can never say that word right. You said
0: it. I think you said it right.
1: Uh, On Instagram or on Pinterest. Have you seen those? I've seen them. Yeah, well. Have you
0: ever had one? They're delicious. Delicious.
1: That's the kind of thing I should be eating all the time, right? That's the
0: only thing you should be eating from here on out.
1: But who has time to make that every single day? Wouldn't it be great if you could just, you know, have picture-perfect nutrients without having to hit the farmer's market and chop up all the vegetables or the fruits. Now you can get all your superfoods super fast with Daily Harvest.
0: The thing I like about it is that the produce is organic, yes. number one. It's unrefined. It looks amazing. It actually it tastes amazing. You can see all of the whole ingredients when you open the cup.
1: Well, here's my favorite part about it. Is preparing each cup is insanely easy you know you just add water or if you're feeling fancy you can substitute other liquids like coconut oil or 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 milk coconut milk almond milk almond milk
0: you know what it's it's almost like your cake in a cup but actually healthy all right take it easy uh, go to daily-harvest.com enter promo code worst to get 3 items for free off your first box that's promo code worst for 3 free daily harvest cups at daily-harvest.com that's daily-harvest.com. The worst moments of our life.
1: Hey girl, hey, that's bad.
0: Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the
1: worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst. audition How bad can it be? <laughs> and
0: we feel the pain is best or funny.
1: Welcome, welcome to, to worst. worst. Hey, you guys, welcome to, welcome to worst ever podcast.
0: Welcome to worst ever podcast.
1: Welcome to worst ever podcast. This is your host, Alaa Khalid. I'm Christine Lakin. Welcome, Christine. Thank, thank you for coming.
0: You. Oh, thank you for coming.
1: No, thank you for coming.
0: Guys, we, this is a very special podcast because not only do we have the lovely, the infamous Stacey Keenan back, but we're actually podcasting from her beautiful home.
1: Yes. And she brought snacks there's and rosé. There's
0: rosé. You There's always, it's just, when you come over here, it is, you're going to be wined and dined. So... Yeah,
1: we're having dinner we're having I, so we're, we'll Don't
0: tell the people that they're going to feel bad that they weren't invited, but we it's are. Fine. We are having dinner and it smells really good. <laughs> so just well,
2: say that. thanks Stacey, so much for having me Welcome. Back. Thank you. I loved being on the show last time. I loved it, and then I told Christine, "I want to, I want to be on every episode for the rest of the show." If as you just, just p- I don't know, like a permanent sidekick or third well, person when, or something. Listen, I just put you your it. other
0: high power job. then <laughs> yeah. We would love to have you, but I don't feel like that could <laughs> be
1: possible. And if anyone hears crunching or anything, I'm eating either popcorn or chips or knowledge. Just
0: move or- the microphone away from your crunching.
3: Gross. <laughs> mm, that was really good.
0: <laughs> um, I just want to talk for a second about Stacey's beautiful home. Yep. Because I've always loved this house so much, and it's such like a like a hauntedy sort of. It's 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 so eclectic and beautiful, and the artwork is so interesting. I mean, it's Thank a you. it's a far cry from the Aztec dog filled, dog haired carpet of you know where I live. Um, well, while well, your
2: own fabulous house is getting more fabulous size. Let's hope
0: if we ever move in. Let's hope. Um,
2: more updates on that later. Um, okay, good. Yeah we, we need an, yeah, we need an update because I think we're coming up on a year, right? It's getting there. Yeah. Well, I, to- there. I
1: told you it was going to take longer than a year.
0: We're, th- we're hoping it's going to be like February. But at this point, honestly, when they started in January... They didn't really get the permits to demo until January. So really, January is a year. So I don't feel horrible about it. But It's the lake in Mahal. Yeah, it's becoming. At this, at this point. Things are just happening and it's it's really becoming an issue. But wow. uh, How long have you lived in this house? First thoughts, yeah.
2: Over 20 years. I, I bought the house when I was 18. It was the summer after graduating from high school that I started looking and my mom was not into it. You know, she was like, "Ah, oh, you should rent first. You don't know, you have no idea what it takes to take care of a house, to maintain a house, to do all the stuff, which was completely true. And she was absolutely right about that. And it was a long process of <laughs> of learning. Um, but, yeah, so I looked for about six months. I looked on the valley side, and then I looked on this side. Um, and I saw this house. I came with one of my friends from high school who was with me looking that day. And the realtor pulled up, and she's – and I saw this one and I said, is it this one? And and she goes, no, it's, it's that one. And she pointed to the house next door, the one to the right. And I was like, oh, okay. Because as soon as I saw this house, I loved it. And then we walked up and it, it was this one. And then we came inside and I was like, all right, this is, this is it. I think this is the one, you know, it's just that, it's just that thing. It's like, it's the one, even though, you know, I had things that I wanted. I wanted to have a view and I wanted three bedrooms because this house is very tiny. um, And it does not have a view. Um, The only thing it had that I really wanted was a big yard and it does have a big yard. But I was like, well, whatever. Like this is, this is it. When you know, you know. No,
1: I love that. She's like so casually saying, you know, my high school friend and I, let's well, no. go buy a house. Yeah, yeah like that. When you just work the normal- in the when you
0: work from the time you are four or whatever, then you know your I guess your 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 trajectory is just a little different. So- well,
2: and we never had a house. We always had. I mean, when I was really little, we had houses, and then for the rest of my life, it was just a series of these nightmare apartments and the white walls i was i hated the goddamn white walls and the the popcorn ceiling once we came out to the west coast right the time magazine covers of how shitty apartments yeah Yeah, and i just the first thing i wanted was to have a house like i just couldn't
1: see i have no desire to have a house i want to live in it i want to live like the jeffersons (laughs) <laughs> in a penthouse in the sky yes. with a concierge. You where, actually
0: want to live a in a hotel. You're a New Yorker. You're a New Yorker.
2: Yeah, I, I, I would live in a
1: hotel in a heartbeat. In the '80s, a lot of celebrities lived at like the Hilton oh, Universal. Oh, I would do and that. The,
2: oh, and the, I, yes.
1: That would I would. I don't want to deal. I don't want to deal with yards. I don't want to deal with plumbing. I don't want mm-hmm. to deal with property taxes. I don't want to deal with any oh, of that stuff.
2: Yeah, oh. it yeah, it is a lot. It is a lot. And all they do all day, houses is as soon as you leave, they're like, hmm. I have nothing to do. What should I do all day? I know. I'll sit here and think of ways to spend money. Yeah. Right. And they're like, I know. Maybe the foundation, maybe it's the foundation, you know, something really super expensive that fixing it provides no aesthetic benefit whatsoever. How about right. that? That sounds fun. How about oh wait, I, new roof. I feel yeah. I'm feeling the new roof well, right have, now. Those That's things, all they do to, all day yeah. is sit there and scheme. Yeah.
1: So were you here during the Northridge earthquake?
2: Well, okay. So the first night that I spent alone in the house was the night of the earthquake.
1: <gasps> Shut up. So yes. what?
2: it was, yeah. It I was didn't know that. First night away from home. First night here by myself. The house is unfurnished. It's just basically like me and a nightgown. We are kindred spirits.
1: You really are. My second night in L.A. in an empty apartment in West Hollywood. In
0: a sleeping bag.
1: In a sleeping bag because my friend, we just moved out here. He hadn't gotten furniture yet, was Northridge Earthquake.
2: Oh my! God. So what? Okay, how, how did you? What did you do? As
1: a- I did, I came. <laughs> I moved here from Florida, so I thought. And I'm not exaggerating. I thought we were having nuclear war. I thought it was World War Three because from noise. the windows, the
2: noise people—it's so it's hard to explain the noise
1: and and the window, and you could see the transformers blowing up. But I didn't know there were transformers blowing up. I literally thought we were under attack. What was it like here? Here had to be...
2: So it sounded like it was so loud. You know, it's, it's just... I don't know. If you've never been through an earthquake, how do you explain what it sounds like when the earth beneath you is moving? And everything on it is like is there's the, the tablecloth is being lifted off the table, mm-hmm. and everything is just, whoosh, whoosh, just getting thrown around and shaken up. It sounded like wood splitting. It sounded like you know, Paul Bunyan or somebody taking a really huge branch and cracking it over his knee. Except the sound just went on and on and on. So I mean, the house, if I mean you can see from the outside, it's it's a wooden house. Everything is wood. So I thought, oh, well, the house is just kind of split. Splintering into smithereens must be what that sound is. Right. Um, it did come off of the foundation, so that that was exciting. Oh, um, it had never it. been attached to the foundation in the first place. It was built in 1933, and it was never ah. retrofitted. Um, so it just shook a few inches off of the off of the slab, um, and then it was pitch darkness. And at the time, I've gotten over this since, but at the time, I was still afraid of the dark, and I just remember standing at the top of the stairs looking down the stairs and it was like looking into a well i mean you could not see your hand in front of your face and i was so afraid of the dark and i had nothing here i, I literally i was wearing this like nightgown i don't I shoes i don't even know if i had, well, i had to have had shoes but whatever there was just nothing there was no flashlight there was no there was just nothing. No, we
0: literally here. just moved in. Like I Think brought like a toothbrush
2: or something. Yeah, because you know I was at my mom's house. So there was no rush for me to there was no like van that pulled up with all the stuff. I was just like, "Hey, you know, I'll it's time for me to start staying at the house, you know." So I just had my stuff at my mom's mm. and came over. Do
1: you know at the time it's an earthquake?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did realize the 94. Because you'd been
0: in one before, but not as extreme.
2: There was one in the 80s that I was here for that was Mm -hmm. pretty big. Yeah, so yeah, I knew. So yeah, I just had to, I remember just having to force myself down those stairs into that dark and just, it was, I just hated it. And then just running out into the street. And I remember seeing a, a guy running up and down this street out here. It's in the hills here. And he had one of those red um like long johns that has the trap door with the button yeah, yeah. Oh. I <laughs> love that, that little trap door on the button. i, love I don't those know. he was just wearing that and like no shoes and he had like a candle or something well, and he was just running like well, a maniac it was january
1: so it was cold so he's probably sleeping you know snugly
2: i guess and so then so i jumped into my car because i knew because the phones weren't working and my mom you know i knew my mom was going to drive here right if if she didn't know like what was going on, she was going to drive over here and she hated to drive in the dark and she was scared to drive in the dark. So I was like, I just have to go there. And I remember driving on Mulholland cause there's only two ways out of here. And one of them is Mulholland and, and, there was just there were boulders all in like in the road <gasps> there were rocks still coming down oh
0: my god and then the
2: light at Mulholland and Laurel Canyon the, I mean all of the lights were out and people people weren't even stopping it people were just hysterical they were just <gasps> just
0: driving I... through the intersection no stop just it was co- like pandemonium This must be why they tell people not that your instinct during an earthquake is to run outside and, yeah. and they tell people not to I think because of two things power lines a and Trees, things like falling on you, and B, probably people in their cars who were just like freaking out and just driving away and not adhering to any kind
2: of yeah, law at fight all. Fight
0: or flight, just like complete unreasoned driving. Did
2: you stay where you were?
1: Well, okay. So here's, I mean, the audience has heard this before, but I, I have to tell Stacy. So our cars were being delivered that day from Florida. We had them on a truck that, so because I moved out here with like the Musketeers. <laughs> they had just wrapped their show as you do as you do (laughs) so we're like we shipped our cars from Orlando and they were coming that day so we're after the you know after the initial thing we're in our underwear we're outside we're talking to the neighbors we're like what the hell I was like is that normal like no we haven't felt anything like that in 10 years I'm like okay you know but I called my mom and dad right away I said turn on CNN we had an earthquake but I'm fine you know so don't worry. So later that day, we get a call from the truck driver, or the night before we got a call from the truck driver saying, "I'll be at this place in at blah 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 time." So we had one car here, we had two to go pick up. So we draw. We're driving down Melrose now. Mind you, the Ten Free ice collapsed. Like all kinds of shit is going on. We're like going. I guess it's okay to go and like we see people looting on Melrose and we're like going what's going on and people are like get off the roads cops like no you know they're trying to stop you from like driving and stuff And we're like we gotta pick up our cars you know and we then we realized we didn't have groceries because we'd just been there two days so we didn't have like rations for like you know because we were eating at like Ed DeBevix and and like, you know, like, you know, you know, you know, yeah, we're like eating at like random Hollywood spots, you know? So we're like, oh, we don't have groceries. So we're like, we should probably go shopping and get stuff. There's nothing is open. The Valley's on fire, right? (laughs)
3: Literally,
1: there's one place that's open in all of L.A. and it was... The hot dog Pink's. stand, across, no, across from Papoose. Papoos. No, across from Bob's Big Boy in Burbank.
0: Papoose hot dog stand. Is that that's what, it's what it was called.
1: It's not that it's anymore. It's a new
0: mommy burger now. Okay. Gentrification. Anyway, so yeah,
1: so this lasted through the earthquake. So, I guess that's why you had to get some things done here, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Is that what prompted the whole foundation?
2: Well, yeah. So then the foundation had to be, you know, the house had to be picked up and put on the foundation and then <sighs> retrofitted and bolted to the foundation. And I forget what they call it where they, they do something in the corners that, yes, you know, I guess, whatever helps it stay on the foundation. Um, and Did it was you just have a huge
0: Any deal. idea when you bought the house though, that it wasn't actually affixed to the foundation? No. And could you, was that like, Hey, no one disclosed this fact?
1: But it's the nineties guys. <sighs> so like those yeah. probably laws and you would know. Because <laughs> you're a prosecuting attorney. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that they were like very lax at that time, right?
2: You know, I, I, if I recall, there was something in the purchase, you know, contract or the deed or whatever that basically said as is. Like you, you've right. had the chance to get it inspected if you want. You've had your inspection. Right. You know whatever came up in the inspection, you've had the previous owner, you know, deal with it, and you've both of you have, got, have gone back and forth, and now you're both sides are saying as is. So it, if that's how I remember it—that it was kind of like, well, but then that's it is that's, as it
0: is. <laughs> that's hard because you're not going to get an inspector to literally dig under your house and see whether it's affixed to the foundation. That's yeah, just but, sort of a given. That but it if would you're getting
1: be. earthquake insurance, I'm sure you have to have it. That no, inspected. I
0: don't even think
2: back then they. I don't remember there being any kind of inspection like that. But then FEMA came out afterwards mm-hmm. because the whole this fireplace that you're looking at here couldn't be used. It was all cracked up on the inside from the earthquake. And they came out and inspected it and paid, you know, paid for it. And then I didn't get it fixed, which is so stu- like to only an 18 year old would be like, oh, OK, I got this money from FEMA. I'll just do it later. And then I didn't do it later.
0: And now you can't do it. Well, can I can you? do it. I can do
2: it. It's just a matter of, you
0: know getting it you done but yeah
1: I mean you haven't you haven't done it
0: no it's still cracked
2: it's
1: still cracked
0: it's still cracked on you should inside. do it because you know in california you cannot put in a wood burning fireplace anymore if ah. it's if it's original with the house you can have it fixed and it can stay but because of emissions and because of all this green code like for my house for instance we had a wood burning and then i ended up taking it out and I could never put a new one in now. Oh, you're kidding. No. Didn't know. And for my house, like I think the way we restructured it, like it's fine, but this is so cozy in here. See, in my
1: penthouse, it. I would have the flat screen oh, with Lord. the fire. On the, it. The, of course the, you the would. The
0: permanent, the permanent yeah. fire.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: That's what yeah. I would have. Mm. So wait, so what year is this house built?
2: Well, there's controversy over that. Um, it, it's always a scandal. It's, well, it, <laughs> scandal it was either <laughs> built in 1933, which is what it says officially. But then when they were doing the foundation work, they said they found something that said 1911. What? And then wow. they covered it. They never. I mean, in those days, no one was walking around with a cell phone that had a camera. They didn't. Right. They were like, oh, yeah. You know, they didn't they didn't wait for me to come see it. No one took a picture of it. They just said that they found that and then they covered it again. Um, so I don't know if that's true, but officially it's 1933. It could be older, though. Um, but, I mean, Haunted House was was the design theme from the beginning because I, the house is haunted. There's no question about no, that. I and I decided to just, like, not fight it and, in fact, just kind of run towards it. It's gotten toned down over the years. It, I used to have you're not a lot inviting more... in the, uh,
0: uh, the ghosts
1: anymore?
2: Well, they're here, yeah. They're here no matter what. Um, Do you
1: believe in past lives?
2: In terms of all of us having yes. had previous yeah, yeah. lives? I Look, I think if I think it's arrogant for humankind to say that just because we don't understand something or we don't understand it now, therefore it can't be possible. So right. I mean, I don't Probably no, for all I know, sure, some, yeah, maybe.
1: Because for some reason, like when I walked in and you walked out, like I was like going, "Oh, this is Stacy." Like this, like you seem very nineteen. Like I feel like you were, uh, you know, I feel like you were in this like decade. Like you were at some point. I mean, physically, everything about you. You're, you're. I mean, just and then I walk in the house. I'm like, going, "Oh my god, this just makes sense," you know. <laughs> The fabric is freaking me out behind you. Like, oh, yeah. I'm in love with this, the, the peacocks.
2: Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, it's
1: like I can see, I, I could totally see like a gown made out of this. And yes. it's like, so where's this from?
2: This is unromantically from anthropology. Is no it really? Way. Yes. Look at you. Um, we'll
1: take a picture of that so she's so people can see.
2: Yeah, but the ghosts—the ghosts are here. They've been kind of quiet for a while. But when I first moved in, okay, you can all see that those of you who are here. For those of you who aren't, there are three arched glass, French, you know, French doors in yes. this living room, and they have these kind of closures to them where it's a wooden—I mean, wooden—it's a metal. Knob and then the knob works these long, like a rod, and then the rod goes down into a notch in the floor and then it goes up into a notch in whatever the door frame or whatever right. is above it. So when you turn that knob, that rod. You know, if you turn it to open it, it comes out of those notches, and you can open the door. And then when you turn it again to close it, the notches go up, and it locks the door because the you know the rods slide in. Anyway, right. So I would come down in the morning, and all of these doors would be open, (gasps) which is weird because (laughs) you have to turn you have to turn that knob all the way and pull it, you know, twist it, and then pull it from the inside. And pull it in into the room in order to open these doors. And every single morning, all three of these would be standing wide open. You know, I would come down and be like, oh, my God, why is it so cold in here? Because this house, like when you come in in the in the summer, it feels like the air conditioning is on. It's always freezing in here. And in the winter, it is really, really cold and i would come down and be like god why is it so cold and then you'd come into this room and all of these doors would just be every
1: wide
3: open every morning
2: that it was a long time that this happened and that happened right when you moved in right so that was that was an ongoing thing and then oh my god there would be times of like and it was always when i was upstairs in the bathroom i don't know there it's a like, tiny house there's only one bathroom but the bathroom se- there's something about that bathroom there's something that happens but you know i would be up there like washing my face and all of a sudden i'd be like it would sound like there was a house full of people the the chairs, when we have dinner, you'll see that there's a marble floor in the dining room. It's like these old, um, unpolished marble tiles. And when you pull the chairs out, it goes, "Er!" it's like the Mm -hmm. wood, like squeaking on these marble tiles. And it's very, it's like, it's a, distinctive sound and it's kind of loud and so it would just sound like there were six people downstairs you'd hear the chairs you know getting pulled out and you'd hear the kitchen cabinets the old ones they make this like kind of you know uh, their own sound when you open and close them and you would just hear people walking around you'd hear people walking down here like this floor if you can hear it yeah. it, it sounds like it's kind of hollow underneath and you right. would just and then you'd hear people walking on the stairs and it would just be like and you're standing there going I I can't believe th- there's no way that this is happening, but it is absolutely happening. It's happening right now, and you're just standing there, and your face just gets red, and your heart is pounding. And you're
1: living alone.
2: Yeah, because it's like I wh- I don't know. There's
0: now what do I'm I not do? imagining this. Like right. it's actually happening. I just paid to have the foundation fixed, and now there's a bunch <laughs> of ghosts living here. Like shit. I can't move. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, do you not get a roommate at that point? I mean, do you not get you know? What I mean?
2: Well, I did have roommates. Yeah. Yeah. One of my high school friends lived here and then Devin and I, Devin Odessa, who we talked about last time, she and I lived together here for a while, um, But it's always when you're by yourself, so you Mm. can't verify with somebody else.
1: But But why did you stay? I would freak out. I'd be like, I'm done.
2: They never did anything bad. It's just that they were here. And then, I mean, it kind of came to a head another time. And again, I was in the bathroom. I'm washing my face. And it's that kind of horror movie thing where you're you're afraid to look in the mirror, like you think something's going to be behind you or something. So I'm I'm washing my face, and it starts again. And it's this... um, You know, it's that it's the chairs and the people and not people talking, but just like people moving, just just being here, just living their life here. And it's the whole and, you know, with the red face and the heart pounding of just like, I can't I can't believe I can't believe this is happening. And then the door was open to the bathroom into the hallway and I saw something go by. It was dark and it was maybe like not even waist high and it just flew by. Just whoosh, just super fast.
1: You have little people ghosts?
2: I don't know what it was. It was just dark. It could have just been like a, a, just that, not all the way, like a whole figure, maybe just like an orb. I don't know. It was just out of the corner of my eye, but I definitely saw it and it was dark and it just went faster than you could. No person could move that fast. It was just like whoosh. So I said, and the noise was still going and the, the people and all the sound of all the, just the full house. And so I just said in my mind to, you know, whoever or whatever it is, I said, you know, this is just too much for me. Like, I don't want to see you and this is scary and you're scaring me and it's just too much. Can we just, like, tone it down? And I I was like, all right, that's it. I'm just going to put that out there. And then I closed my eyes and now I was washing, like, my whole face and I use like, soap, you know, so I have my eyes closed and I feel something just touch my neck right here not hard not like a poke but it's like somebody if just somebody put like their index finger and just touched your neck like that and then it went away and then everything stopped like all the noises stopped and that's really the the last episode that there's ever been here and that was a while ago
1: whoa (laughs) whoa what are you doing here still (laughs) Like, why am I here right now? Like, <laughs> what the
2: hell? Well, you'll have to wow. see. I mean, there's a couple that we're friends with, but when they're here, he has he makes his wife go to the bathroom with him. He's afraid of that
1: bathroom. I, <laughs> I in it
0: before you told him these stories? Yes. Yeah. He has a sense in that bathroom. He's just scared
2: to have be Have you in had, there. like, a
1: medium or anyone come into this house?
2: You know, there was one friend of Guy's, my husband Guy, who was, yeah, he was, like, a medium kind of guy, and he... He's found all kinds of people in here. I mean, I don't I don't know if that's true. Like, there was a kid in the bedroom, the, like, the guest bedroom, which is our office now. There was, like, a... And that was, like, the worst energy was up there. I don't think he found anything in the bathroom. There was a lady over here somewhere. I don't, I don't know. But they've never been... It's never been bad. I really think they protect oh, I, the house. Yeah, I think Yeah,
1: I think they're just, like...
0: Well, it sounds to me like it was a party house at some point in life, which is a nice thing. People just, just want to if, come I'm back, and they want to have dinner in there, I'm and they want to had, hang like, out. Because
1: we're around the Manson, you know, the Manson, like, we're around that. Oh, yeah. I'm wondering if it was, like...
0: Oh, yeah, well, yeah. It's an I- That's an idea. hmm
1: I don't
0: know. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, though, because I love that bathroom. Um... But I do have an. There is an energy in that bathroom, and I don't. I never really knew what it was. I actually just I, maybe it's just always,
1: good water pressure.
0: It might be, that. yeah. It actually, might just be that. No, but it's it's really like it's. There's something romantic and like uh, kind of. Um, you want to take a bath in there. You want to spend time in there. It, but it's also there's something there's a, just a different energy in there. I don't know. Hmm. So I've always you, felt that though.
1: So then your husband moves into the house with you, right?
0: Well,
2: we were together for 10 years before we lived together, so... They just recently got married,
0: you know.
1: Oh, I did not know that. Okay, congratulations. (laughs)
2: Thank you. Yeah, we were together for 19 years before we got married, and yeah. So
1: he moves in... So I'm always curious about when, like, a male moves into their wife's home, right? Even though it's now both your homes. Does he change anything, and how does that work out? Because he's got to put his stamp on it, right? (laughs) Right, you know? Yeah.
2: Um... I mean he didn't really change much in terms of the furniture but um he's a much better decorator than I am like um, the dining room used to be blue. It was kind of like a Tiffany blue. He thought it would be better purple, so we made it purple. Um, I mean, he's definitely changed. And then the kitchen, he was living here when I finally, I, if you remember the kitchen, how it was yeah. before, it was a yeah. freaking disaster. And it was like that for so long. Anyway, so he was here to help like redo the whole kitchen and design it and pick the color and everything. Yeah, because that's important. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely. You know. Well, yeah, and she cooks, sure. which you'll see soon.
1: I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. It's watering like Wendy Williams. right now.
0: Um. <laughs> Has he felt any like presence? Has he ever experienced anything? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think it's
2: been as. I don't think he's ever seen anything or felt any. You know, kind of felt yeah. anything like I that. Can't believe, but that. um, but yeah, there just yeah, there just is something. But I think it's. Yeah. I think it's positive. Whatever yeah. it is, it's just kind of an abiding.
0: They're not mad you're here. They just want to be here too.
2: (laughs) Yeah, which is, I say, that's great. You know, I mean, I'm happy. Yeah, but charge
1: them
0: rent. I feel the same way about my dogs a little bit. All right, stop. (laughs) No, but they protect the house. They're annoying a little bit, but they also protect the house. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, all right, all right.
2: Yeah I, I mean because Also I think criminals Are superstitious And they f- they feel it the vibe Like anybody else Because so many people As they're walking in here The first thing they say Is this place is haunted
1: Or it's. haunted w- it What seems did I haunted. say when we, when we pulled up I, Literally did. we're, I didn't even walk in the house We pull up and I go you, It's a haunted house. house You did You said
0: it's a haunted house Is that the
2: first more thing More than half said. of the people That's what they say So it has that feeling The feeling <laughs> so is there and It's no accident And I feel like criminals And I'll knock on wood here But I, I feel like They are very More superstitious Dishes and I feel like they look at it and they're like, No, nah, not that one. Bad vibe,
0: yeah, that's too much trouble, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're going after like huge mansions and like you know, with uh, with like Lamborghinis sitting outside, they know with
0: open uh, windows where yeah. they can see what's inside and they know, you know and like. they're
1: stalking and watching when they're out of town and blah blah blah. This, yeah. they're like, Ooh, I mean, I literally haunted. was like, I'll just right, do this. <laughs>
2: the hills are a good place for crime. You know, there's sure. not cops driving by. It's just, you're kind of up in here, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you might want the Lamborghini house, but it's on Doheny or whatever, right. you know, here you're just kind of, and we know, I mean, there was tons of crime up here. The, the Wonderland murders were right there on, on Wonderland. And, right. Um,
0: there is a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of crazy sordid history. In
2: I used shows. to come up
1: here all the time because Adam Duritz used to live. From County Crows, he used to live in this neighborhood, and he wrote that album, "One the Canyon Song," whatever. And so I used to come have parties here all the time, and his house was like very much like this, but you know, haunted. It was just weird. All these houses are what built in the '30s. You think most of them?
2: Yeah, range the originals. Yeah, I mean, it became a neighborhood, like an actual neighborhood, for the first time. I think in the '20s where people would build like their country house here. You know, they were doing I guess kind of an east coast thing of, you know, you live down on Pico near the studio and then you have your country house up here in the hills oh, that makes sense, yeah. and that's what, you know, so people were buying these, you know, whatever, these plots for their country house. So Is there
1: a way to find out the history of the home? Is there like a Is it's there a hard. microfiche?
2: there probably is my brother-in-law found something and he sent it to me um which was pretty cool but yeah
0: there is there's if you look there's. I'd love to know like for my house for instance I know it was built in 55 but there I always because of that back there were two living rooms and that back living room remember was like pa- like patioed and I always thought that it was probably like an open air or like a, a just a covered patio situation um lanai. Um, yeah, and I would just 50s. have loved to have known what it, terminology. what it used to look like, you know, for real. Because all of the walls, it's such a, I mean, now that we're redoing it, the contractor literally said to me the other day, he's like, you know your house grades at like a 17.8%. It just goes, like, it's not in a straight line. It grades slightly the way that's built on the hill. Mm. So it's, a, it's very difficult to build on because none of the, the walls are straight. Oh, They're
1: God. all angled.
2: No. So it's kind of a nightmare. You would
0: never know from looking at it, though. No, It's such a... I
1: mean, it and your view is incredible. Yeah. Like, to one side?
0: Mm-hmm. So the whole house is just slightly, like, tilted. And you would never know when you walk in. It looks like all the walls are straight, but they're actually all slightly wow. off. So each wall, like, when you go to hang, like, cabinets or whatever, it's very hard to get them straight. <laughs> oh, and no. I
1: didn't even think about that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Now you've had your it's house weird. for a really long time. Yeah, I bought mine not after, not long after you bought yours. Um, I mean, two thousand one. So how old are you? Uh, 22?
1: 22, maybe.
0: Yeah, I I rented for a little while. My mother was also not happy with me buying my house.
1: She's happy now. I mean, that was she's an happy investment. now, That's and an I'm investment. happy now.
0: But um, yeah, now with the way the market is, who I mean. Well, I'm it's so it's funny bad. because
1: half my friends that moved out here during the Northridge quake, like my friend Albert, who was on the podcast, he had his house in Toluca Lake. His chimney fell into the house.
2: So and then it, he left. He, he like, just moved.
1: Deal. He left. He left. He's like, I'm out. What is, what is that? Was that a ghost? Was that a ghost?
0: Sorry.
2: <laughs> no, I think it was Guy upstairs. Sorry
1: oh, about that's that. Right. But if it is a ghost.
2: Maybe it was a ghost. I don't know. Come
0: out. We'd like to interview you. All right, um, let's talk a little bit about yeah. what's
1: everything that's okay. going on.
0: Okay, so we got, to, we got to get into the scandal of the
1: world. Yeah, but there's a lot of crime Thing. First of all, let's talk about OJ real quick. Before,
2: okay, let's do
1: a we, recap yes. on OJ. Let's do a recap because he's out and about.
2: You can't recap OJ enough times. He's now,
1: out and about. To he's me. been drinking. Yeah. I heard last he got kicked out of the Cosmopolitan. I need to know the law on this. Apparently, he's on probation.
0: Wait, got kicked out for drinking because he was he was drunk?
1: belligerent, and apparently they kicked him out of oh the Cosmopolitan. That's the to get
0: kicked it. out. I feel like to get kicked out of a casino for drinking is like you got to really be. You got to be. Yeah, I would think.
1: I mean, it was Not, like t- I mean, it was I've like never been TMZ kicked out thing. for drinking. I've never been kicked Yet. out for drinking. It's a goal. maybe, maybe you can look that up. It's a goal, but. <laughs> but. Okay. So, but i i thought there was a law that he, uh, while he's under probation that he can only have 0.08 as like a even as of of booze no matter if he's driving or not but
2: you heard that somewhere that that's one of the terms i heard that's
1: one of the terms that's what i heard
2: i mean he wouldn't be on probation right he would be on parole Um, so... Oh, yeah,
1: sorry. I don't know the difference. Right, so probation
2: is when you, you've been convicted, maybe you do some jail time, or maybe you don't, but then you're on probation with the court for a certain period of time where there's a certain amount of supervision and oversight of you during that term of your probation. When they let you out of prison, you're on parole, you know, so it's, it's different. So it's more of, um it's, it's, I mean, there's still supervision, and there's all that kind of stuff. But it's different from being on probation. It's more formal, actually, there should be more supervision when you're on parole, than there even is on probation. And then the threat is always like, if you're not a successful parolee, they can send you back for whatever the term of your parole is, you know, where there's that danger that they could send you back.
0: I mean, what do you think he could If he honestly did something, he'd have to basically do—he'd have to commit a pretty major, like stealing some kind of armed robbery.
1: That, but
0: no, to go back.
1: Oh, there's no doubt in my mind—he will end up back in jail. I don't know why, but he's gonna screw something up for sure. What are you gonna it? say, Stephen? Oh, I was just gonna say, well, the headline for this article is the juice got
3: loose at a Vegas hotel <laughs>
0: yeah. um,
3: and he was now he's banned from the cosmopolitan hotel um, and they're just saying he's claiming nothing happened, uh, but they were saying that glasses were broken and he was escorted out by security so but he's saying nothing happened right well, right so there's that's that's all for now for now developing you know, still developing. Is, he's
1: out he's out about in vegas like why the judge let him made him stay in vegas is beyond me because mm. that's part of his that's another part of his um the deal the deal
2: parole I, I mean california has that i think i i mean this i don't know the law in nevada at all but um it's the interstate compact which means that it will at least in the in The case of probation, one of the terms will be you can't leave the state unless you notify your, you know, your PO and you get approval for that or you get permission um, for parole. I can imagine that being a term because... They
0: want to keep tabs
2: on you. Well, yeah, because you're supposed to be being supervised. So you could just be like, peace, you know, and then take off and just basically avoid all that supervision by leaving the state. You know what I mean? So... So right. they
0: keep the term for
2: right, but whatever Vegas it is, a couple this, years. Vegas
1: ain't the place, is what I'm saying for OJ. <laughs>
2: does he have to stay in Vegas or does he, he say, have to – stay in
1: Nevada. Okay, sure. yeah. So
2: he doesn't have to be in well, Vegas. Well, of course. Right. But he doesn't he's have to be, be the cosmopolitan he's the bar be, drinking. Where in
1: Nevada – You know,
2: perumph. I, I don't know. There's go. a lot of places Here's in Vegas. my dream for OJ. I mean, in,
1: okay, are you ready?
0: Yes, I'm ready.
1: I would love OJ to move to Florida, back to Florida. Okay. And to meet Casey Anthony, oh God, and start dating, no. and then get have them get married. And Gross. Just, I'm just thinking they deserve each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is that wrong?
0: It, yes. Well, well, yeah. I mean, probably. Definitely I, don't procreate. That's all I just. That's all I'm asking. Well,
1: well I'm not saying. I'm just letting you know. That's okay. What I, I, so you're
0: going to set them up.
1: I would set them up in a heartbeat. Okay.
0: Um, I want to talk cause this has been, it's just so in the news and I feel like every single day I wake up and there's another report of someone acting inappropriately and being pointed out. Obviously the Harvey Weinstein scandal has broken. The dam has broken. I actually felt like, and I talked about this last night with Brandon cause he mentioned the Cosby thing. He's like, so it's interesting to me that all those women came forward and yet it took the Harvey Weinstein scandal to make any of the other ones seem relevant. And I'm... And I agreed with him, actually, but I think that there's... Is it the statute of limitations? Like, what is it that made... Like, the Harvey Weinstein thing feels like we we drew a line in the sand of how we're going to treat people that are accused now. Am I wrong about that?
1: I, I think it's a little different. I, I, I think that the I think, and I'm saying it's different because, not because it's as equally, it's not as, as equally bad as, you know, what right. Cosby did. I think what it is is that Harvey is constantly in the media for his Oscar winning movies and, and he's always, I mean, it's more
0: relevant and more powerful. In it's more relevant, age. more
1: powerful. Cosby right. is an icon in the, culture of television of being of like setting a standard for family and it was harder for people to embrace it if that makes any sense okay. like it took a lot of women to come out for them to go okay this guy's something's not like Cosby's for me my opinion is and because he's
0: older now
2: and he's people, older and he's hard like to prosecute and he's someone playing the, old.
1: I can't hear and see and the whole yeah
2: and it was still a hung jury and which still, is right which is case, crazy
0: to me
1: Right. Harvey Weinstein is notorious for being an animal in the boardroom to, you know, that's, he's just notorious for that. So, and you also have to look at his wife is gorgeous. She's beautiful. She's younger. Why, why would he do that? It's a power thing. So it turns into a whole different kind of scandal. That's just my opinion.
0: Well, no, and I and I think you're probably right. I I mean I'm curious about all of it. I you I know, mean, I will say this, of all the major people, and there are some smaller players that I don't I didn't know certain managers or certain agents well, but of all the major players that have now been outed, Harvey Weinstein, Brett Ratner, Louis CK, Kevin Spacey, none of these people in my in my knowledge I have heard rumors about all of these people in these capacities for years. Oh, yeah. So, like, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's a little bit of that going on. I mean, nobody in the Hollywood circle, we all knew Kevin Spacey was gay, certainly. There was a rumor that he liked young boys, certainly. Did I know that he hit on somebody when they were 14? No, not for certain, but could it be probably insinuated, I guess. I mean, I'm not surprised by any of it. And the fact that people like Brett Ratner go to the the point of actually saying that they didn't do it is laughable because we all know you did it. Like, even I, who was never approached by him, there's no way that somebody who hears a rumor for 10 years, there's no way your name is the rat in industry circles and you didn't do any of this shit. There's no way. And the Ellen Pompeo, or I'm sorry, the Ellen Page story makes me sick to my stomach. The fact that he, like, came down on her because of her for being gay and basically outed her to an entire crew is horrifying. It's horrifying on so many levels.
2: And yet I just had
0: to like Sorry I had to get it's, that out
2: It's funny that The industry has the reaction That they're having Because They're know, all now, so surprised And like well, scared and Are you kidding? Like, oh cancel all of Louis C.K.'s stuff Because um, that'll make it better Terminate all of You know, know Kevin Spacey's <laughs> stuff And But it's like Wait But you're Hold on So you want to Distance yourself So much from this And you need to Publicly go on record That you're You know whatever Taking a stand Or having a reaction So you're terminating Your relationship With these people You're terminating Their project but these are the same people who knew that this shit was happening. before I knew and
0: did nothing, like if I had an idea, well, and I'm nowhere close to any of these people's projects, right. Don't you think they did? Yeah, that but hypocrisy like that, but, is but just they're also, amazing.
1: They're also helping hide it.
0: Yes, obviously, it's but so that's, hypocritical. But that's my
1: point. Where is okay? Cause this is where I freak out a little bit, and people are going to hate me for saying this. Here we go. Because I listen. I grew up in the All in the Family days, and I like, I like. I miss the non-PC world. World, I just, I do. Like, it's too much for me. I'm like, I've, I'm scared to say anything, anywhere. I'm trying to figure out where the art is separated from the scandal.
2: Yeah, that's always okay. the, what It's like that famous article, it's called Mad at Miles, and it's about, and I, I of course, I, I can't remember the name of the this scholar who wrote this, but she's talking about that problem. And it was about knowing that Miles Davis was a wife beater and knowing Mm -hmm. this, but then, so what do you do? You love the guy's art, but he's a monster. How do you, how do you reconcile the answer to that? And I mean, and and I guess we've had that, you know, Al Green, I mean, all these people that we've known, you know, all kinds of stuff about. And then, yeah, where do you embrace the one, you know, love, love the sinner, hate the sin. I, I don't know.
3: Uh, Pearl Cleege I think is how you say her last name yes
0: I very good Stephen that was very quick <laughs> thank
2: All
3: you time is staying on top of it.
2: by the way I'm starstruck that the Stephen Ray Morris is in my house right now after oh doing that last Steven. episode I had never heard of my favorite murder <gasps> since then became you know a
0: murder file <laughs> have
2: heard every single episode <laughs> as I've heard every single episode of your show and now I'm like Stephen and you know they're just it, it, that's my I, well I love that with, on their show when they're like Stephen
3: and bless Cut him
0: that out! Steven. Do And then,
2: you know, there <laughs> was just... very beet red do. right now. Yeah, he's, he's beet red. He's FYI, like, guys. C.C. <laughs> Keenan
0: just fanned out over Stephen Ray Morris, and he is, like, well, can't handle it. And
2: then, I don't know if you heard the last <laughs> episode, they were in Anaheim doing a live show. Yeah. And they introduced... It was the Grove of Anaheim or whatever. And they're like, and, you know, Stephen Ray Morris. And this crowd was like... I mean, it was like really? the old, yeah, like, you know, when the deal, Beatles dude. were on Ed Sullivan. It was
1: this crazy. This going to fucking I mean, make me nuts. I mean,
3: <laughs> to be fair, I mean, it, it was amazing. But also, it, that's where I grew up. So I feel like that that felt extra sweet. I feel like that was really nice of them. I, we, Get back to the research. Yeah, David. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Steven, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but you, there have been other live shows in other locations. And the, this crowd is just like, ah and then there's I don't know if you know do you two even know this there's like Steven
0: t-shirts yes there, there's all a, kinds what? of stuff someone, yes. yes someone actually with his ju- mustache and his hair yes and someone just said to me uh, I think I was on set the other day they're like oh I just listened to your podcast I was like oh that's cool like, I didn't know Steven Ray Morris does your podcast too <laughs> and I was like what he's so famous thank you yes, yes. he does yeah I know Steven's the real famous one and it? it's fine well, my I know friend, you just want to hear more of him it's alright
3: well my friend Sammy's directing season two yeah. which I didn't know until a picture on Instagram
0: this is so crazy so so in season two of Hollywood Darlings Sammy who's so amazing uh, she's been directing all of our episodes and we're s- we're so thankful and lucky to have her she's, she's so a good. genius and she's so good and um, and then they made the connection they went to college together
3: yeah the last student film I ever worked on was one of hers where we went out to Joshua Tree for two days slept out in the desert and we like making a movie with like a race car or like a hot rod kind of thing out in the desert were
0: you doing the sound for it
3: yes I was doing the amazing. sound for it yeah. see
0: what happens
3: again the world is so small a, can so small. we go
1: back to why Steven's so famous no. Okay, he's because not doing our live show then Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! yes he I will
0: him and to he'll do be on the live stage show.
2: <laughs> you, you want him it. to do the live show people will
0: be so excited mm-hmm. to see him live you might actually need to be backstage in real life <laughs> and the hair if yeah. You can run sound a lot. That'd be amazing, <laughs> Stephen. I would love to have you
1: on stage with me. I'll no, order you let's a Stephen T-shirt. I, I need a, a Stephen T-shirt. Okay? This, I yes. didn't, had no idea. Why don't we have T-shirts? Yeah, why don't oh, we? Oh, there's. are very. Some very
2: good on the merch over there at My Favorite Murder. We got
1: sure. Anna. We got to get on this. Um All
0: right, so Okay. Back, let's to, get back, back to people what? being gross. Um, so,
2: <laughs> well, and our episode, our last one was very kind of prescient on that. We were talking, you know, you yes. had been talking about the date that you don't know is a date because right. it's an, you think it's a meeting. Right. Right. And then I had my
0: story about yes. that exact thing. And like, is that a hashtag me too? Or is that like uh, bordering on it? See, I mean, I obviously I wasn't groped, but I went into it thinking it was one thing as you did. And then was, I feel like, um, adversely affected career-wise when I did not reciprocate that feeling. And I'll just say that on one of these so-called quasi-dates that I didn't realize was a date, now that person is dating somebody else and that person is on a lot of this guy's shows. So maybe it works for him in that regard. So but, yeah, it makes me feel like mm. But like
1: for a guy it's different. Like for instance, and I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say it out loud because I don't care. When we had Andy Dick, when when we did Andy Dick's podcast and I went Ugh. in the bathroom, he groped me. What? Yes. I told you that. No, you did not well, didn't, tell me that. He was doing it in jest and I got it and I was like, I'm like, dude, no. And he's like, ah, you know, and he's being all jokey jokey. I was like, he just fucking groped me, but I was like, whatever, you know. Gross. But I didn't take it I know it sounds horrible, but I was just like.
0: He also pulled his dick out for. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, but she. Uh, yeah. 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 What are, what is that? This is now my new thing. What is it with men who just want to pull their dicks out and start masturbating on things? Like, why? Why? <laughs> no one wants to see it. It's disgusting. Like, it makes no sense. Why are you masturbating on a plant? None of it It's all a power thing It it actually to me Has nothing to do With the sexuality It has to all do With the power And the fact that Hey I can do this In front of you And you won't say anything Yeah Uh,
2: Yeah I I mean Even stranger You know When it You know it's Some strange guy I mean That mm -hmm. has probably Happened to you (laughs) It it is a crime It's a 314 But I Like I was like Oh wow I've been 314 Multiple times Where they like Cat
1: call you Or
0: No where
2: they Are masturbating Yeah In public What
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Big. Oh yeah. Like, like, yeah. I mean, it happened to me in Germany when I was walking with Allison Mack, which we'll get to next. Uh-huh. I was walking under a bridge in Germany and we were going to a train. It was very early in the morning and this like odd character starts walking up close to us and is masturbating. And then gra- and as I realize, as he gets close to us, he's masturbating. And then he like basically grabbed me, like tried to grope me. And I said something like, fuck you, fuck you. And like ran away. But uh. yeah, I mean, he was like a homeless crazy man, but that hello. He basically did what a lot of these other people are doing in their offices.
1: Listen, the best thing that could happen out of this whole thing is that now, and I'm, and I'm sp- saying this specifically to women, it's, you guys, it's, you're, 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 the voice is out and it's, yeah. like, you're, it's like, it's never going to be like this ever again. You know what I mean? Like you're, this is the chance to like really, really push the envelope. Well, yeah. Well, I'm just saying it's a yeah. great thing. It's I, like, it's the finally women are being heard, you know. Uh, it took this craziness because yes. it happened in Hollywood. It took Hollywood. this long. But be- and I'm talking about other corporations and businesses and lifestyles. Tippi and-
0: Hendren came out against like, I mean, she was basically saying like, oh, dear God, thank God people are finally saying things. Right. I mean, back in the day of Hitchcock, right. but we couldn't took- say a, th- a word. How many years has it taken if yeah. this gone on yeah, yeah. for someone to actually but- make a difference and it not ruin your career because it's ruined so many people's careers? And the thing that's different about, in my opinion, the thing that's different about the career that we are in in entertainment and a lot of other corporate careers, and you can disagree with me on this, and I'm sure you know, it happens in all businesses, but the difference with this one is that it's so specific. So if you, if you ruin a relationship with the wrong person, you're fucking done. That's it. There is no in for you anywhere. It's not like you can go to a different law firm, you can change states and go work for a different branch of the company. That's it. You're done.
1: Yeah, but what's strange about the whole thing is that it the reason it got attention was dependent on the alphabet of the star. In it other words,
0: Absolutely. If it, it was a C-listed
1: did. star, it really no one. Don't worry about it. It took if it was a B-listed star. Don't worry about it. It took when, a
0: lot of A-list stars. When the A-list stars out came out, all of a sudden, something.
1: like explosion. You know, unfortunately, and one after. No, the, listen. I guarantee you and we don't know when this is going to air but i'm telling you in the next months we're going to hear it's the best time to become an ex- executive in hollywood i think i think this is the, i think this is the best time i swear to god
0: so i'm like if you're, you're a low power true.
1: producer or whatever this is your time to like really move up in the
0: cuz so many people are literally being fired
1: <laughs> they're going to be cleaning house they're, it's just it's just what's going to happen
0: oh god there's something new that just happened right now what yeah, is it
1: like
3: um, the and New York Times just put together a timeline of everybody that's been basically um, just been named in the last like month, just in October.
0: So, I am friends with uh. Jessica Barth, who I've known for years. She came out against Harvey Weinstein. She was the one that Seth MacFarlane wrote the joke about that was in the Oscars, like saying right. that none of these women had to be pretend to be attracted to Harvey anymore. Right. That was about her story, and she had told him. And you know, Seth is always up for a satire and has basically been satirizing people for years, Brett Ratner included, on his TV show. So I saw her recently and now this other thing came out against this manager that essentially drugged her and sexually assaulted her and I was like, I had no idea, I can't believe you've had to hide this, but she's been sitting on that story for five years because no one would listen to her and basically told her to just... Let it go because she wasn't maybe a big enough voice or it would ruin so many things about her career or she was on a trajectory or whatever it is. And that it's like those people that it makes me so crazy for, you know, the people who are sitting there like waiting to just tell this story and are trying to move around it. It makes me crazy for everyone, obviously. But um I'm just, I don't know. I'm I'm happy that it's finally all starting now. And I, the thing that also makes me nuts is the people who are like in the executive position now, they're like, we're just on pins and needles. We just don't know what to do. I'll tell you what to do. Tell your clients to stop being raging assholes. I'll tell you that. That's that's all you have to do is be a normal person. Really?
1: How crazy is it that they're (laughs) like,
0: I don't feel bad for anybody who's an asshole. If you did it, you did it.
1: But how crazy is it? I mean, I mean, let's just put it in perspective. House of cards. Huge, huge show,
0: and I love that show. It, huge show. And it makes it show. very difficult,
3: <laughs> right? I mean, I, mean, I knew that's the rumors huge. about
0: him, but now that I know what really transpired, now that's a totally legally different thing. Right. I mean, groping a woman who's twenty five is horrible, and and also going up, uh, you know, and groping a child—that's like a completely different level of horrific. So that's. It, it it puts a whole new taint on the entire situation.
1: Well, I, I felt bad after the whole thing, believe it or not, for Corey Feldman.
0: I feel terrible for Corey Feldman.
1: because I, I feel like nobody like, listened
0: to Corey Feldman he's for been, years. He's
1: been preaching it for decades. He's said it and for we, decades. And we've been ignoring it, thinking that he was just a drug addict. And I mean, that, that's my honest, you know,
2: you're I saw him all the right. talk
1: shows. I saw, you know, he tells a story and then he does this weird, crazy song, you know, and then you're like, Huh? Mm, I don't, I don't know, know about
0: that. Yeah,
2: I but I—I
1: I literally, the first person that popped up, I was like, "Oh my god, Corey Feldman!" Like, horrible. Yeah.
2: I mean, if, if you are going to c- commit a crime, sex crimes are just the best because the victim is um, going to want to think or feel like it, this never happened and deny that it ever happened for a good long time oftentimes until the evidence is all gone and the statute has run. And then, so A, it never happened and B, if it did, it was my fault. And I mean, what other crime? I mean, who, you know, you get your car broken into and your wallet stolen. You don't say this never happened and if it did, it was my fault. And right. I mean, it's just of all of the types of crime, it's just people, you know, victims just internalize it in a, just a totally it's an different. emotional crime
0: as much way. as it is a yeah.
1: Have you seen it in the courtroom? Like, yeah. so how is it in the In the courtroom with the judge and and how, or I don't know if it's a jury trial or whatever, if it's just with the judge, but most times out of those cases, how are they usually ruled? Like, what kind of evidence do you need? Like, what is like, how do you prove that?
2: well, it de- it depends. I mean, it's if you have something like, you know, child molestation or something that happens over a very long period of time, I mean, it's almost always a he said she said it's, you know, these are not crimes that happen in public. it's it's behind closed doors. And it's most oftentimes, well, in a case like that, like a child molestation, maybe it was reported late. So then it raises the issue of like, oh, yeah, well, if this happened, says defense attorney, why, you know, why didn't you tell anybody for all of the first years, you know, for all this time? um and then you probably don't have physical evidence if you're talking about child molestation that happened over years and now the person reports for the first time when they're in their early 20s and the last time it happened was years ago and now you know so there's not going to be physical evidence so then it just comes down to does the jury believe this victim uh, you know and for, and secondly what's in it for them but that's going to be a big defense strategy is now there's some kind of axe to grind for some other reason mm-hmm. you know there was some you know whatever this is the uncle and now there's been some falling out and the niece is mad at the uncle. So now she's going to make up this story or whatever it is. Um, but I think it, a lot of times it comes down to the specificity of things. It's, it's these certain acts or behaviors or just this scenario of where they were and what went on and what he said and what he did that is so specific that it's like, how could somebody make that up?
0: Well, and when it's the same story over and over and over this person yeah. masturbated in front of me. This person masturbated in front of me on a plant. Right. This person asked if they could masturbate right. in front of me. I said no. They did it anyway. You know, it, it's like that's a very specific thing. Yeah, it's an mo. It's an mo that emerges. Or like I wanted a like, this person invited me up to their hotel room and wanted a massage. Yeah, like, the that's massage. A very like, specific, watch me in the shower. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right, uh, and then now we're like dealing with like the um, Alabama senator or congressman with mm-hmm. uh, Moore.
0: Yes. Tom,
1: I don't Roy, listen. I, listen. I haven't been to Alabama in years. Um, That's disgusting. No, Alabama is a nice state.
0: No, I'm not saying uh, Alabama. <laughs> I was saying
3: the
1: scenario. Um, yeah, like now that person came out and they were, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know if the statues, like each state's different. The, statue, the, the statute of, of limitations. limitations.
2: Yeah, different states will have different statutes of limitations. But I mean, I I think in a lot of places, they've been broadened or lengthened because of this understanding that people do, you know, either are in denial about it, or just want to think that it didn't happen, or that the rape that they just call in their mind, bad sex. And it takes someone being like, um, when you're continuously saying no, and trying to push someone away, and they have sex with you anyway, that's, that's actually Actually not bad sex, that's something else. Or um, especially when
0: you're a child and you have no way of d- deciphering what actually happened until you're much older and maybe it finally comes out in therapy or with yeah, a partner recovered or whatever is.
2: and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, the statute I think in a lot of places has been extended to recognize that. But then.
1: But like they're saying that like he still might win. <laughs> who like, Bill people, Cosby. He, no, um the more he's cause he's up. Oh. He's up. Yeah, Roy, uh, Roy Moore. Roy. Roy Moore because he's up for is it senator? Is he senate or Yeah, senate yeah.
3: senate candidate.
1: Yeah, so for Alabama, he's been there 4 years I think already and they're saying like they did a poll and they're like, well, the ste- I guess legally a 16-year-old can have consent there in Alabama.
2: Right. So uh, different states have different ages of consent, right. too.
1: So they're like, well, what's a couple of years? Like, it's like crazy talk over there. Well, it's like I mean, that's like the, it's the craziest thing I've ever heard.
2: We I mean, we had somebody who made comments about this very thing. And what happened to him was he got elected president. So I don't you know, we're yeah. not that. Hello. We're not that I, upended, I guess.
0: I, I don't know. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I don't,
1: my point is it's not just in Hollywood. It's everywhere. Nope, it's every, yeah. It is
0: everywhere. You're absolutely yeah. right. I think it's getting blown up in Hollywood because there's, there's the medium for people who want to speak out and who, who have the platform to speak out to do so. And I think that it's great that it's being spoken about. And I don't think that it doesn't, I'm not saying it doesn't happen in other realms. It definitely does. And I hope this opens a door for other victims to be able to speak out in a genuine manner and for it to do something. Because even in our own US politics, people are apparently, they can say whatever they want and basically admit that they just grope women and grab women and grab them by whatever they want and that doesn't make a difference. And that's not okay. It's not okay in any way, shape or form. And I I don't like that it's being treated (laughs) differently. So Louis C.K. is suddenly like, oh, he has everything gone. And no, we're making all, we're cutting all the ties with him. And this is he not came okay. Out, he,
1: he came out and.
0: I at, least, I at least appreciate that he admitted it. He admitted it. Good. You should. Go get some help. Yeah. See you later. Bye-bye.
1: That's a weird, that's a weird thing to do.
0: Actually, it's not. Because if you think about it. It's a waterfall. Like, everybody's getting outed now. No, I'm like, not talking very, about admitting
1: like, it. I'm talking about the actual, oh. what he did to oh, the no, women. Oh, no, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. I'm like going, you're Louis Admitting CK. it is the best
0: thing he could do at this point.
1: <laughs> I know. I was like, you're Louis Just CK. admit
0: it and try to move on.
1: Yeah. And yeah, get some, some
0: help. Weird fetish
2: I don't or something. Know a weird on. fetish. I mean, at least in his case, it, it appears as though everyone was adults, and it doesn't seem like there was as much of a power differential as there was with Harvey Weinstein. They were fellow Agreed. comedians. I mean, there was one woman, I think in his case, who was an intern that has that kind of power imbalance when they're on a set and he's probably I don't know the star but he's at least yes you know I mean there is going to be some power differential between an intern and one of the
0: actors but um
2: everyone else I mean what it's it's all shades of shit
0: yeah you know just yeah but you imagine I just like in like I'm thinking about the physicality of it like as a woman if I was like Steven came into my house and I was like (laughs) like Masturbating, I was like Stephen. Like he, I can't. Like I can't even put my mind there. all and in so his, ridiculous in it his standup, to me,
2: he makes so much fun of his own body. Like I was trying to understand this That's psychologically what I was like about him, head, which is, is an awful sense. image for you. To- he makes fun of himself. He makes fun of his body. Yes, I mean he has the other side of it. Yes, like in his stand-up, he has this one bit, and I don't remember which, like from what year this was or what special or whatever it was, but how he, he's talking about how. Um, he he will usually have the woman on top because for him to be on top, he's like, well, I mean, it would be unfair, like that kind of thing. Like he joke, you know, right. he jokes about that, and then he has other jokes that just talk about like, oh God, you know, this body and yep. oh yuck and uh. So then, like, so then- of all the people to be doing that particular thing where you're kind of exposing yourself and you're doing this thing, I was like, I, I this is such a psychological backbend. I can't. Totally. I'm like completely. Contorted yeah, Alison, by this whole thing. I, I you feel know, the same
0: way. And yet, I had heard... I had heard rumors. I, I had, had never heard rumors. I, I hadn't had. either. I had heard that he wasn't... He wasn't so great. Ugh, it makes me... It's just... Yeah. I want to get on to Allison Mac.
1: Did you hear about this, by the way?
0: Well, I hadn't
2: until... Lake Lakeskins over here texted me her a link. Now granted and I it's heard. the
1: Daily Mail.
0: Yes I
2: get that. There's that. Okay, so let's put I that have, let's
1: put that up front. <laughs> yes, of course. It all, it's all still in definitely definitely the it's you know, all alleged. article. Is that alleged. right? Alleged. alleged. Uh, it's well, all alleged.
0: But from I will give you the information that I know from a personal standpoint. So um I was friends with her from the time from acting class yeah. back in the day. We were in Diane acting Hardy. class together. We were all in it? acting class yeah. together, 15, 16 years old. Yeah. Um, I guest starred on the on the pilot and another episode of Opposite Sex, which she did with Milo Ventimiglia, yep, and uh, Chris Evans, among others. Anyway, then Allison from that point went on to do Smallville. Well, she and I were really close during that time, so you went I think to
1: Paris during that time. Yeah, I think I was there, maybe
0: nineteen, twenty. Yeah. And then we went to, I took her on a trip to Europe with me. We went to um, Prague and uh, Copenhagen and all pla- all kinds of places. It was just her and I until we got to Paris and we met up with you. And we had a whole Paris adventure.
1: We had a Paris adventure. And, and then Nicole's she home. went
0: home um, and I continued on my journey. Anyway, she was like a little sister to me and I knew her for several years. She lived with my ex-boyfriend Jeff She was roommates with him and my friend Frank for years.
1: I didn't know that they lived together.
0: Yeah, so Allison moved to L.A. when she was 16. Oh, that's right. She was legally emancipated. Right. So at the age of 16, she moved from Orange County. She'd been working as an actress for many years. She got this job on Opposite Sex, which is a CW show, and she was living on her own, quote unquote, at 16. With my ex-boyfriend, well, at the time, my boyfriend, Jeff, and his roommate. Jeff
1: Jude, Jeff
0: Jude and his roommate, Frank. And they were, I mean, you couldn't live with better guys. They were the nicest, like, Frank was, like, the most Christian guy, like a very tame group of of dudes to live with. However, let that raise a red flag. Raise it. Living on your own at 16. Sorry, there's a, in my opinion, that's very young to be on your own. And that being said... She was but always granted, really young emotionally.
1: Wait, she, well, hold that, on a put second. It that way. You, it's not like she moved from, like, Canada.
0: No, it was Orange County. It was okay, an hour and a half away. Okay, thank you.
1: Right. Not even. All right, go ahead.
0: Her parents... I'm just going to say her family was not very involved
1: in her life. I understand that, but you, let's put... It's not like she moved, like... You're making it sound like she moved to, like... No, no, no. It wasn't across right. country or anything. All right, thank you.
0: Anyway. <laughs> So she's living in L.A., et cetera, et cetera. We go on our trip. She was involved with some, I don't know, rock and roller at the time. She was just very, like, into whatever guy she was dating. And he was sort of like a druggie. And we were trying to get her away from him. And we tried to have an intervention with her that went horribly awry. By the way, never have an intervention when you've been drinking.
1: You don't had- try to have
0: an intervention <laughs> with someone you yourself you have a, been you drinking. You had to have
1: an intervention yeah, with her or yes. with the boyfriend?
0: Myself and my friend, Alex... We're at a party and we were like, I just feel like this guy's a bad influence on her. He's a druggie, and we should just tell her. And I was like, Yes, we should tell her. And we've been having a lot of wine. Don't intervene in someone's life when you yourself were right. drunk. It doesn't right. work out, guys. I think yeah, that's probably the number one Hello. rule. Worst like intervention like, uh, ever. Interventionists rule number one. A party? Don't be faded. Yes, we were at a party of oh, all things like God. drug her in the back room. We were like, We need to talk to you. Because this is not going well for you.
1: And is the guy there?
0: No. Okay. He was not there. But it did not go well. And it basically... I remember
1: like that guy that she was slow dating. slow dissolve he was, into the end yeah. of our
0: friendship after that. I mean, geez, I wonder why. But yeah. anyway... So years after that, she went off to do Smallville, and um, we I, we sort of repaired the relationship. I saw her a couple times. And yeah, because she, had to, to Ca- she had to move to because Smallville. Yeah, moved to yeah it was uh, Vancouver, and it was yeah. several years, many yeah. years. So Frank, my old friend, was still in contact with her, and the two of them ended up going into business together. They bought commercial real estate. I think she mostly bought it, and he decided to go in with her and help manage it. And the recession hit, and things went really badly financially for them, even though they owned several buildings in different parts of the country. During this time, she got involved with a group called ESP, which I thought sounded like some kind of fake, made-up, sort of extraterrestrial. I don't know what it was. It was called Executive something... it's especially important people. I, it sounded insane to
1: me.
2: Something
0: about it sounds
2: familiar. Like yeah. maybe uh, there have been people around that have been involved in it or something. Where yeah. was it?
1: Where was it at? Out of.
0: Um, I'm not sure. I know she was living in Vancouver at the time, but this is essentially what turned into Nexium, which is now what is in the news right now, and what I want to get to the heart of the matter of talking about. So, ESP was sort of like a come and we have groups uh, for women and executives and we try to build you up and and help your, you know, uh, managerial skills, your professional skills. It was like workshops and you come and pay money to take these workshops with professionals who will help you lead you on to better success in life. Is it kind of like the forum? Kind, it's it's it's, very for me.
2: Maybe sounds like it could be borderline professional, like professional development, professional skills.
0: But then you get there and you're like, oh my God, this shit is a cult. Yep, pretty much. So she was, (laughs) she started in on this plan and I'll have to tell, have Frank come on the podcast and tell the story because I talked to him today about it.
1: You did? I did. And?
0: Well. So, she tried to bring him into it, and he, like, Frank is the most Christian guy you're ever going to meet. She
1: could bring me in, because I would go undercover.
0: All right. Well, not after this podcast, but
2: okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Okay. I don't want to stop this story, but A, I need to turn on the oven. B, we're out of rosé. Can we just pause yes, it for one second? And then we'll pause get into Allison and Mac
0: next scene.
1: Uh, while Stacy gets us some more rosé, let's take a little break. And when I say break, I mean that's the end of part one with Stacey Keenan. Part two is December 1st after the Thanksgiving holidays. You can email us at worsteverpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at worsteverpc instagram worst ever podcast you can find christine lakin at yo lakin you can find me ala Khaled, at alec Led, and you can find stephen ray morris at stephen ray morris have a great thanksgiving see you december 1st stacy keenan part two